Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Skiff Meetings Podcast, the podcast for curious event professionals embracing the future of business events. My name is Andrea Doyle, and I am the executive editor of Skiff Meetings. In this episode titled Nashville Brooms with Music and Conventions, I have the pleasure of speaking with Deanna Ivey, president and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corporation. We discuss some great topics, including the importance of branding, how Deanna is no stranger to producing mega events, how influencers can help a destination, and how Nashville is a city that plays big. I hope you enjoy listening to this conversation, and I invite you to check out other episodes of the Skiff Meetings podcast with tips and insights from today's most influential event professionals. You can find all the episodes on our website or by subscribing through your favorite podcast service. And now for a word from our sponsors, PHL Life Sciences, a division of the Philadelphia Convention and Visitors Bureau. Host your convention or trade show in Philadelphia, one of America's leading life sciences hubs. PHL Life Sciences, the first and only CVB division of its kind, will connect you to the professionals at the forefront of your industry and to a culture you can only find in Philadelphia. A city known for its rich history that's forging a bright future, Philadelphia challenges the expected and defies convention. A world of discovery is waiting. Visit phllife.com to learn more. Um, so if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself, that would be a great way to get started. Okay. Dina Ivey, President and CEO of the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corp. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And you have been with the Nashville Convention and Visitors Corp since 1997. Um, <laughs> and um, when did you become the CEO? And can you share with us a bit about your journey to the top? Sure. Yeah. I actually just became CEO July 1st. So it's new. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yes. I'm going on my 26th year. So it's uh, new, but not new. <laughs> I uh, I started as the first marketing person here, which is pretty funny to think about now. My title is actually director of internal marketing, whatever that means. <laughs> we were trying to figure it out at the time and it was, it was too, um, promote all of our attractions and and cross promote the attractions with with each other and I the first thing I did it was um a combo ticket that we sold you know it was called pick three and it had about 10 attractions on it you pick three for a low price and it is still going on today and we make several hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on that ticket so I guess that internal marketing title worked um but I went from there to just taking over different parts of uh, the organization or starting I guess starting in uh, internal uh, creative department. We do everything in-house, all the creative, and then started an events department, and we do big events. We produce New Year's Eve and Fourth of July for the city, which are huge, and um, about 150 other events throughout the year, and then we started membership. So I, I just kept either adding on or taking on different responsibilities and ended up becoming the CMO for most of the time. 
in, with a department of uh, almost 50 people in marketing because marketing could have covered everything that sales didn't basically. <laughs> and um, went from C CMO to executive vice president and then president last year for about a year and a half. I was president before I became CEO. Wow, that's great. And um, you said, so you um, helped plan events, New Year's Eve and 4th of July celebrations being two of them. So mm -hmm. you really have understanding of what goes into planning an event. So yes, yes, big events. I mean, they draw about 300,000 people a year. And like 4th of July, it's live music all day and night. And then the largest fireworks show in the country. And it's... Um, on television, so it's huge. And then New Year's Eve has now become a CBS special just on Nashville, and it's five hours. So we're going into our third year of that. So we've grown those events to be really successful and great uh, visitor-generating events. And would you attribute those events to some of the success Nashville has had because it really does put Nashville in the spotlight? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the PR from them is huge, um, you know, word of mouth, of course, because people, you know, they get here and they start posting about it. The talent that we have, you know, they're locals. We always say they're local talent, but, you know, they're national celebrities, too. We're fortunate that way that the music that we have here is is well known. Um, but, yeah, it's really helped. It's helped. I mean, we sell about from 20 5,000 to 30,000 hotel rooms for each event. So they're big generators for us. Visitor spend is, is pretty high. And you mentioned the local talent who are a national celebrity. So they almost uh -huh. become influencers for Nashville, don't they? They do. Yeah, we always laugh. You know, people will say, we need to hire some influencers. I'm like, we have a city of influencers. I mean, that's who lives here. And they all have great social media and great reach. And um, they love Nashville. They talk so, you know, kindly of Nashville and promote Nashville when they don't even realize they are. You know, they're just talking about how much they love their hometown. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, we're, we're very fortunate that way. Like Saturday night, we had a big soccer game and Reese Witherspoon and Nicole Kidman were there and they were posting about it. They were together and they were posting about it. And we're like, that's, you know, great PR for us. Oh, wow. <laughs> It makes people go, oh, I want to come to Nashville and go to a soccer game. I might see them. Oh, my gosh. That is amazing. So there are some people that wouldn't understand exactly what a Convention and Visitors Corporation does. So my question is, how do you explain to friends and family what you do? <laughs> it's not easy. They People don't really get it if you're not in the industry. Like, even my son, is sometimes he will say, Mom, what do you do? I mean, sometimes you're producing a documentary and sometimes you're doing a big you know fireworks event and sometimes you're talking to the police about you know things going on in the city it's like I don't understand <laughs> what oh. your job is I'm like well that's it a little bit of everything so you know in a nutshell we always say we are the um kind of the ad agency for the city so we promote the city everything sells and marketing uh, to do with Nashville it comes out of our organization. So we book conventions, we attract leisure visitors, um, do all the advertising, all the marketing, kind of the keepers of the Music City brand. 
Okay. And the Music City brand is such a success story. I was hoping you could touch upon that. Yeah, the brand, we started um, in about 2004. We did a strategic plan where we had about 150 business leaders involved. And a lot of things had happened in Nashville. Like our biggest attraction had closed. It was Opryland Theme Park and it had closed. And the honky tonks were starting to attract visitors. So we were kind of in this space where we didn't really know how to promote the city or, um, you know, what we're known for. And we don't have beaches. We don't have mountains. We don't have the casinos. We don't have all those things that attract visitors. So we went through this strategic plan and one of the tracks was branding. And as we were going through it, we talked about, um, you know, what is Nashville really known for? Because when you're doing destination marketing, you have to think about what makes you different. What's your differentiator? And music is what we're known for. And as we were digging into the history, we had a historian, actually a local historian, write our brand story for us. And it's very um it goes very deep and it goes back to the 1800s when the Fist Jubilee singers out of the historic black university, they were the first to export music from Nashville and they went around the world and they were raising money for the school and they, they would go out and sing. And that was kind of the first thing out of here. And the legend has it that the queen of England, they sang for her. She said, oh, you're from that music city. So that's, that's a legend. Uh, but we go by it. And as we were writing our story, we just kept finding more and more great nuggets. And so we just put a stake in the ground that we are music city. Not only do we have the history, but we have the music business here and the talent that lives here. Like we have more recording studios, more publishing houses, you know, all those things that make up a great music city. And just started uh, branding ourselves that way, promoting ourselves that way. And it's been 20 years and we're still doing it. And it's really what makes us stand out. Wow, that's amazing. And so, you know, Nashville is one of the top meetings destinations in North America. Do you attribute that image and the fact that it's a destination people want to visit to that? Yeah, I think it's a, a combination. Um, you know, you like to have meetings in places that people want to go, I believe. And because your delegates will show up, you know, they, they will want to attend the meeting if it's in a good destination. And Nashville is a great visitor destination, but we're also uh, really fortunate to have two options for big conventions. So you have Gaylord, which is more of a resort. Everything's under one roof. A lot of planners, a lot of attendees love that. And now in the last 10 years, we have our urban center, which is Music City Center, beautiful building downtown, close to everything, you know, walking distance. So um, having those two great options has really helped elevate us to see named as the second meetings destination in the country this year, which was amazing. We've been sixth, then we were fifth, and now we're number two, which is incredible. Wow. And um, was the new center a game changer? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a game changer. And 
all the hotel development around it, um, you know, it's all popped up because of the center. A lot of the new great chef-driven restaurants have popped up because of the center. A lot of development. So it's it's been a game changer for sure. Helped us attract more conventions, not just there, but also to Gaylord. A lot will go and rotate, you know, go to one and then they'll go to the other a couple of years later. So that's been good for us too. So... You know, you just became CEO and you're one of a few women who head up a CVB. Why do you feel women are still underrepresented in the C-suite? You know, I hope that going forward, more women will have a seat at the table. It's it's one of those things that when we stop having to ask or answer that question, it will be like, okay, we finally made it because right. it's still a question. You know, it's still like a, a great thing. I mean, it'll always be a great thing for having women leading organizations, but you just hate it that that's still, you know, a question. And um, if our organization is any indication, I have eight direct reports and six are women. And I love that. They're great. And they get things done. <laughs> so you have received the National Business Journal Women in Music Award and the Women in Business Award by Nashville Lifestyle, to name just two. What do these recognitions mean to you? Um, they mean a lot. And, you know, music being our brand, it shows that tourism and music are linked together. And I feel like getting that award, it shows we've done a really good job of using music and using the music industry and all the things here to help promote tourism. Um, I never thought I would have, you know, this kind of career and be able to promote this vibrant city. I always thought I'd be an entertainment lawyer. So in some ways, it's kind of come full circle because I'm promoting and working with the entertainment industry. And it's it's been great to to have a city like this to, you know, be with the CVB and be able to promote it and just all the wonderful things with music. So yeah, that award means a lot. And then the women in music award, I mean, the women in business award, it's also validation that the hospitality industry is a driving force in Nashville. You know, it's, it used to be like the music industry and the business community and then tourism. And now it's all one. I mean, we're all business community. We're all, uh, basically all tourism too. They just don't realize it sometimes. Um, how long have you lived in Nashville? 25 years, going on 26 years. I came for the job. Wow. And you were with the CVB? Yes, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, which is the Smoky Mountains, one of the, you know, the, the most visited national park in the country. So a lot of visitors. Actually, when I came here, uh, Gallenberg had more visitors than Nashville. Wow. And I did tourism marketing up there and then ended up running the Chamber of Commerce up there. And is that where you're from originally? No, I'm from Kentucky originally, but not too far from here. I spent every summer in Nashville, had family here and would come down and actually spent time at the Aubreyland theme park, the one they ended up closing. And it closed six months after I came here for the job. And being in tourism marketing, I'm like, okay, wait, what just happened? Our biggest attraction just closed. And that's what I came to help promote. So that was interesting. Oh, my gosh. Um, what attributes and or qualities have you developed that have helped you become successful? 
I think courage is a big one. Um, you know, you have to have courage to lead. You have to have courage to to put yourself out there. Um, that's a big one. Listening is huge. I think you can't lead people if you don't listen and pay attention to what they need and what they're looking for. So both of those things. How many are you, know, you get better over time with experience? How many are on your team? Uh, close to 90. Okay. Yeah, and uh, what attributes or qualities have you developed to become a successful leader? Um, I mean, I th- I'd say the same things, you know, courage, okay. being a good listener, being, um, being attentive, having good intuition. Mm-hmm. I think you have to have really good intuition and kind of anticipate things and um, address things before they happen. What is the one thing people would be surprised to learn about you? Probably that I'm an extroverted introvert. <laughs> I can be I can be a little bit shy at sometimes, um, or maybe more you know to myself at times, a little more private, but very outgoing at the same time. <laughs> oh, that's a great combo. <laughs> Thank you. Is there anyone who mentored you early in your career or helped you to become the type of leader that you have become? And also, I was curious, who's had the biggest influence on your life? So let's see, a couple of things. Um, mentor would be my very first job out of college. The highest ranking official um, was the city manager it was a female and she was great. She was nice as could be, but tough as nails. I should say is uh, she's still there. And she included me and respected me way more than I deserved because I just started. I was green, didn't know anything. And she was always so supportive and so um, interested in what I was doing and asked my opinion in meetings and I just, I've never forgotten that. And I try to treat people the same way, especially some of the younger ones in, you know, our organization or other organizations that are coming to meetings, just so they know that, you know, their their opinion matters and they're valued. So that was um, huge, huge influence and, and very helpful. And then there's been a couple of people that have really made a difference. My sister's one. I have an older sister. I have two older sisters and they're great. Uh, one was more career driven and she kind of paved the way for me. Uh, watched her a lot and and learned a lot from her. Um, learned a lot from our former CEO, Butch Spearden. He was great. You know, I've worked with him 25 years and one of the smartest marketers out there. So I've learned so much from him and really appreciated, you know, how he trained me and set me up for this job. Are you ready to celebrate your successes in the world of meetings and events? The Skift Meetings Awards are back for 2024, recognizing the most innovative business events companies across 15 categories, and we want you to be a part of it. Winners will feature on Skift Meetings, sending a clear signal to events professionals around the world that these are partners they can rely on. The final deadline for submissions is June 11th. We encourage you to start your submission today to secure the best entry rates. For more information and to start your submission, head to live.skift.com. 
So there's so many destinations that look to Nashville as a way to do it. Do you, and I mean, you have all the ingredients in place for successful conventions. Do you feel marketing has been a big help? Huge help, huge help. We always say that marketing is like the starting pitcher and sales is the closing. You know, they come in and seal the deal. But if you don't have marketing to set it up and make your destination attractive or show people what you have to offer, um, I mean, it's hard to hard to sell. It's hard to go out there just on your own. So yeah, marketing is a huge part of it. And then I guess like we um, talked about, the Music City brand has helped a great deal as well. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we we live and die by it. And it's, you know, it's all about the brand is not just music. It's about being authentic and being a welcoming city, being a friendly city. We've been named one of the friendliest cities in the country year after year. Um, all those things are part of the brand. I mean, in our brand promise, we say, you know, we're unique, we're friendly, we're unpretentious. All those keywords, we're authentic, they're very important to us. And anything that we're doing, we look at it through that lens of the Nashville way. I mean, we can have a host of events, but if they're just any event that can go to any city, you know, you cover up the logo and it's the same, that doesn't mean anything. But if you can do it where it's the Nashville way, and we always try to put our stamp on it. Oh, that's great. What's new in Nashville for groups? Oh, a lot of new things, a lot of new product, a lot of new hotels. I mean, we've opened 6,400 rooms um, in the last few years. We have 2,000 more to come. A lot of luxury product that we didn't have before, like Four Seasons just opened. We have a Ritz-Carlton that um, is about to break ground. Uh, we have Joseph, a one hotel, some really great hotels. We have a new uh, National Museum of African-American Music. And some people will say, wow, why is that Nashville? And it's like, well, it's where the music's coming from. So we were... Um, working on that for about 20 years. And then it finally opened and it's a fantastic museum. And do they Lots do restaurants? Um, do they do they do offsite events at the museum? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great museum for events. It has a little theater in it. Do you feel there's ever going to be a point where you have too much tourism and too many convention groups? Like, is that a balancing act? That we'll have um, too many groups. Um, we have a lot of demand and we don't have the enough dates or space for them. So we would, we'd like to have a bigger center, honestly. Um, you know, sometimes you can, you see these destinations that talk about over tourism or too much tourism. I don't I don't like that word over tourism. I think manageable tourism is important. And that's one thing we're working on is managing our growth. We've had explosive growth. So we want to manage it and have, you know, a continue to have a safe destination, a clean destination. All those things are important. And what I keep saying is our locals and our visitors want the same thing. They want a clean, safe place to go with lots of great attractions and restaurants and, you know, nice places to visit. Okay, great. What do you feel the future holds for the meetings and conventions industry? It's interesting. We've been talking a lot about AI and how that can change things. 
um, I was just at U.S. Travel and one of the guys that spoke, he talked about how AI is important and it's, you know, it's, it's, if you're not on board, you're going to be behind. So you have to embrace it, but you're still the, you're the captain of the ship. Like AI can help, but you don't want it to take the place of, you know, say you're checking in a hotel, you still want a friendly person, a friendly face. You don't want it to take over. It can help. You know, you can have an app, you can check in online, but you still want to have the people in the lobbies to welcome people and, you know, things like that. So you, you just, I think we have to be careful as an industry not to, um, you know, make everything where it's automated. Right. We don't want to lose that personal touch. And that's why face-to-face becomes even more important. Yes. That's why we continue to say how, yeah, meetings is so important in person. And you can have Zooms like we're having, but you just don't have that connection when you can't get together sometimes. Right. And I think we're seeing that, too, with the conventions returning and the attendance is strong and people are longing for that. Is your convention business back? Yes, it is. And it's very healthy. Oh, great. So it seems Nashville has always aimed bigger and better. And (laughs) it seems you're a city that's always played bigger because of the music and the celebrities. Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that? Yes. And thank you for recognizing that. (laughs) We've we've always um, strived to be in, you know, a top tier destination or a, a play with the with the a destinations you know we're not as big but we're as uh we're as fierce and scrappy i guess we should say nashville's always worked really hard to you know deliver and um under promise and over deliver that's our strategy and it's worked for us and I guess it was the icing on the cake being named number two by Cvent. Absolutely. It's like, okay, this is fantastic. Now, how do we get to number one? <laughs> <laughs> We're very competitive that way. Have you learned a little bit more about the events industry by planning events in your role in the marketing? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, you think about all the things that go into events. I mean, there's so many element so many details how important it is so when you're thinking about a convention you want to make their the meeting planner's job easier than it is because it's it's not an easy job at all and i mean we already we all know that but we but we really know it because we do those same kind of details with our events so anything we can do as a cvb to make a meeting planner's job easier we're going to do it you know, whether it's helping them plan their transportation out or their offsite events. We do a lot of events for conventions just to make it easier for them. We book talent for them. There's a number of ways that we can help to make make it a successful convention. Anything I haven't asked you about the meetings and conventions industry that you think would be interesting for our listeners? Mm. The things that one make it easier for you, like I said, the the CVBs, but also 
the experiences. You know, what can your delegates do when they're not meeting that are different and fun and not just going to, you know, a few attractions, but what can the attractions do to give you that special experience? And Nashville delivers on on those kind of experiences. Okay, great. So we always end our podcast by asking who you feel we should have on the next one and what would be one of the questions we should ask. <laughs> um Wow. If I could choose anybody, of course, I'd choose a Nashvillian and I would choose Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. She's amazing. I mean, she writes and she sings and she performs, but she is a businesswoman. She has an empire and she is so smart and she, she has the best sense of humor and she fools people. You know, by the way, she looks, people won't take her serious. And she is a very, very good businesswoman. So she'd be an interesting interview. Wow. And what would be one of the questions I should ask her? Oh, wow. How how does she decide which business deals to do? Because she's everything is presented to her. You can imagine. I mean, people are coming after her for everything. So how does she discern, you know, which ones she she takes on and invests in? That would be great. So let's try to make that happen. I'd love to <laughs> let's set it up. Great. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, this has been so much fun. I really appreciate yeah. your time. Thank you. I enjoyed it. I appreciate it too. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Bye-bye.